Hey everybody, Josh Searson of World Alternative Media here, and of course we're joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, and we're going to get into some pretty big news today. As this Bloomberg article says, Fed extends emergency programs three months to end of year. Well, we knew it was going to come, but uh, it's it's not it's not a great thing to see actually in front of our eyes. We're going to go into this and more today, but first make sure to hit that like button, share on social media to help us get around the shadow banning. Join our newsletter at www.imbanned.com. It takes two seconds. Just put in your email. We won't we won't spam you. It helps us keep up with you. Obviously, uh, we are completely viewer funded. So check out our links for GoFundMe, Patreon, Subscribestar. It's what keeps us alive and allows us to bring you this information on a day to day basis, nonstop, twenty four seven. Also, um, make sure to check out our other social media pages on alternative social medias like Float.app, BitChute, Library, and Minds. As we will not be on YouTube much longer, we'll probably be off by November fifth. Only posting trailers after that to our full content on these other sites. So we really appreciate it. And of course, if you want to become a client of Tim Pachotes, you can uh, find that at thelibertyadvisor.com. All links below. Again, anyway, let's get into this. As a Zero Hedge article says, Fed extends emergency lending programs through end of year. And as the article goes into... U.S. stock prices are at record highs and credit spreads near record lows amid hopes and prayers for the V-shaped recovery, which has already sent U.S. macro surprise data soaring. Um, But it appears the Fed is not buying the bounce and feels the economy needs uh, help a little longer extended most of its emergency lending programs by three months through the remainder of 2020. And you see um, Jerome Powell, who thinks he's Superman with a cloth, a cold cloth on his head. He needs he needs it. He's a little hungover from all the printing. As it continues here, it says the Federal Reserve Board on Tuesday announced an extension through December 31st on its lending facilities that were scheduled to expire on or around September 30th. The three-month extension will facilitate facilitate planning by potential facility participants and provide certainty that the facilities will continue to be available to help the economy recover from the COVID-19 pandemic or the government um, destroying the economy or the Fed printing. Uh, That's just my own um, editorial there. As it continues, it says the board's lending facilities have provided a critical backstop, stabilizing and substantially improving market functioning and enhancing the flow of credit to households, businesses and state and local governments. Each facility was created under Section 13.3 of the Federal Reserve Act with the approval of the Treasury Secretary. The extensions applied to the primary dealer credit facility, the Money Market Mutual Fund Liquidity Facility, the Primary Market Corporate Credit Facility, the Secondary Market Corporate Credit Facility, the Term Asset Backed Securities Loan Facility, the Paycheck Protection Program Liquidity Facility, and the Main Street Lending Program. The Municipal Liquidity Facility is already set to expire on December 31st with the Commercial Paper funding facility set to expire on March 17th, 2021. Um, And since these programs are as permanent as death and taxes, no matter the claims from Powell and the Fed to the contrary, expect many more three-month extensions from now until the day the U.S. dollar loses its reserve status. Tim, obviously this is not going to end anytime soon. To think this is just going to end on December 31st is hilarious. What do you think? 
Actually, I wrote down on here that nothing is as permanent as a temporary government program. And yeah, it's not government. But I mean, you go back to uh, September, I think it was 17th of last year when they had their, you know, repo programs. And I'm not going to, you know, belabor all everything. We did a ton of shows on the repo market and what that is. And you guys can go back and watch those. But, uh, you know, initially it was, oh, we just need to have, you know, like $40 billion. And it turned into like, eventually turned into like a trillion dollars overnight. And then eventually turned into, oh, they don't even need to have, you know, reserves at all. So it sort of, you know, negated the fact to even have a repo market. But then Originally, this was quantitative tightening where uh, what they were doing is that they thought they were going to be able to sell $50 billion of bonds a month. And so, you know, it goes from being able to sell $50 billion of bonds a month to 11 months later having to like literally stimulate to like a trillion dollars a day. So it's funny how, you know, how quickly, you know, that ends up turning around. But, uh, you know, right now, I mean, the stock market is almost at all time highs. I mean, the Nasdaq's basically at an all time high. You have bond yields are, you know, pretty much at all time lows. Uh, and so, I mean, what's why is the stock? or why is the Federal Reserve having to keep doing this even you know, given the backdrop that the stock market and the bond market is exactly where they want them to be, because they know as soon as they pull this out that it's going to, uh, you know, everything's going to end. And so, what what does three months get us at? So right now we're uh, what is it, July twenty eighth? So we've got you know August, September, October. Oh wait, it's going to end uh, a week and a half before the election. That seems like a pretty you know maybe maybe it won't be extended. Maybe they'll wait like two or three weeks and like on like November. I don't know when the election is, but let's say it's November eighth or something. Then they're going to announce. Oh yeah, well. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to extend this another three months. And so they're going to pull the credit, contract the credit, like Nicholas Biddle did of the second central bank of America. And uh, I mean, even all these corporate facilities, uh, I mean, it's probably illegal to have these corporate facilities, but, you know, so the Fed can't come out and directly buy, uh, you know, go buy, well, they're buying government bonds too, but also but buy, um, you know, the corporate bonds. But if they create a facility to do it, like a shell company, then the shell company can, and they're not only are they buying them, but they're buying them using leverage seven to one on junk bonds, up to seven, up to 10 on the investment grade bonds. And uh, it's just something that most people just don't even know, aren't even aware of that's actually going on. And the other thing that the Fed is really good at is, you know, just jawboning, they're just talking about things. And so they can actually get a lot done just by talking about something in anticipation as people front run what the Fed is doing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, nothing is as temporary as a government program. And well, Tim, I mean, this is so ridiculous because it's it's like it's always them. They 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 cut your throat and then they put a Band-Aid on it. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. They create the problem in the first place. They come in as a solution. It's a perfect example of what I've always mentioned here at WAM, the Hegelian dialectic of problem, reaction, solution, repeat. This is exactly what we're witnessing right now. They keep creating crisis and then coming in as a solution hoping people forget that they created the crisis so that everyone praises them for the solution which ends up creating another crisis long term which they come in as a solution for it just goes on over and over again this isn't about the coronavirus the coronavirus was a catalyst to a much bigger issue that was going to happen eventually anyway it just took the right thing to a little little tap on the dominoes for all the dominoes to fall over and now we see the the results of massive government central planning central banks central planning government regulations taxes laws Pover impoverishing millions and then the banks coming in, fractional reserve um, lending, all this craziness. It always was going to end this way eventually. And now they're like, oh, well, you know, we created this problem. They keep calling it a coronavirus shutdown. It's a government shutting down the populace, shutting down freedoms, shutting down the markets, creating or uh, taking control of the markets, basically coming in like, for example, in Britain, them saying that all these small business loans that they're giving out to these small businesses, all these guys, they can't
can't pay back their debts, so the government's going to take over it with equity in these companies of these businesses they're lending money to. That's yes. communism and fascism. I mean, really, they're taking over the property, so that's a communism. They're taking over the businesses, that's fascism. It's perfect fascio communism to lead us into the Chinese-style uh, system that I do believe is going to happen once the dollar completely gets replaced by the yuan as a world reserve currency. But this is extremely dangerous, what we're witnessing right now, because they are basically creating these problems and they're not letting a crisis go to waste. And, uh, you know, they're laughing at this. They they think that people just keep giving up little by little by little by little, and then they, say, they come in and say, oh, well, there's 28 million people homeless. We'll give you free homes. Now they own all the homes. Or, you know, they, they print all this currency. They completely destroy the value of the currency. They, it's going to cause massive inflation, the hidden tax of inflation. And they're like, oh, well, we'll help you with this new program. Eventually, people are just 100% enslaved by the government, and they don't know what happened because they never understood the system to begin with. And that's what we are witnessing right now. So this whole program, they're printing all this money. They're into the stock market, destroying people's lives, coming in as a solution while slowly whittling away their freedom. This is absolute tyranny. And the fact that we haven't done anything about it other than talk about it and complain about it really, really angers me at this point. Because, I mean, at what point do we say enough is enough? I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. Shout it out the windows at the top of your lungs because eventually this isn't going, this is going to look like child's play, what we're currently witnessing. Eventually this is going to look like child's play. This is monetary mayhem on steroids, on crack, on meth, on a, a, a lethal dose of all of the above. What do you think, Tim? Well, I mean, a few years ago, Richard Fisher, the former Dallas Fed president uh, on CNBC, said that the economy was being maintained, was uh, running on heroin and cocaine. This is the former Fed president saying this. Uh, and then now is being maintained on Ritalin. But that was four years ago being maintained on Ritalin because now it's being stimulated by fentanyl. But you know what? You keep taking fentanyl, it's probably going to eventually kill you. And so we're in a spot now where we're taking all these hardcore drugs, and those drugs have to then take more of them in order to get like the fix, in order to, you know, get the high feeling but eventually if you keep doing that you're going to end up you know killing yourself you know killing the economy and the metaphor and if you you know are at the point where you're addicted to all these drugs you try to get off of it the withdrawals can also kill you too so you know do something now to help protect your wealth i mean we've you know talked about this a lot but there are you know things you could do now to help protect yourself you guys want to go to the libertyadvisor.com there's still uh you know right now i am pretty much booked up to like the middle of, of august but you know i do have some openings in the next couple days so uh you know but this being you know tuesday but you know i could probably fit you in thursday Friday. Uh, you know, if you guys want to email me at Tim at InnovativeWealth.com, you know, I'll, I think I've got spots for probably three more each day. But, you know, you guys email me and, you know, the first three people on each day, I will fit in after that. You're, you're going to have to go back. And uh, but, but what we're witnessing right now, Tim, it's really interesting because we're witnessing um, the U.S. government do a lot of what the IMF does to countries and what China does to countries. They're loaning a bunch of money and then basically taking over their livelihoods as uh, to pay off the debt because these guys can't pay off the debt that they're being given. It's like in Canada when the government gave a bunch of people, a bunch of people, uh, you know, coronavirus loans and all these people got these loans think, not knowing they were loans and spent the money and then found out they had to pay it back. And now they're getting their financing with banks. I mean, it's just it's it's a perfect, perfect storm for them. If we don't watch what we're doing as individuals, take um, leadership over our own life, over our own finances and stop being a slave, a dependent slave, because this is what it's all about, making us dependent. The more dependent the populace, the more 
subservient the populace. So going forward, um, obviously, as he mentioned, thelibertyadvisor.com, if you want to become a client, um, how, how much longer can this go on? I mean, how much longer can they possibly prolong these programs before enough is enough? I mean, there has to be some breaking point. I would have thought it was a long time ago, but there has to be some breaking point here somewhere. I mean, it might be when the interest is at a trillion dollars a year, even when the interest is going to be like 0.12%. And eventually, uh, you know, at that point, maybe the average person out there will be able to figure things out. But I'm surprised we're not already at that point, you know, frankly. So, you know, we're sort of in overtime. And, you know, use that to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. The fact that, you know, things were manipulated down like gold and silver for a long time. And now you can get into it relatively cheaper than what absent, you know, without the manipulation, it probably would be at. And, uh you know, yeah, it's just, you know, scary times. Unfortunately, you know, we've been, you know, predicting a lot of the stuff that they're going to be able to do. And uh, in a long enough time horizon, they've already lost control, which is why they have to do this stuff. I mean, if they have to, you know, stimulate during the greatest economy ever and they need to stimulate during, you know, the stock market, you know, basically an all-time high and uh, bond yields at pretty much an all-time low, then, you know, when are they going to be able to pull this uh, funding? The, the answer is they're not going to be able to pull it. This is These are going to be permanent type programs. Maybe they, maybe they go away for a month or two or five months or six months, and they come back even bigger because, you know, the economy can't even handle that. And this was, unfortunately, a big, fat, ugly bubble that Trump inherited. And, you know, instead of and, and you know, and to his, uh, you know, to his credit, you know, if he came in and gave the Ron Paul, uh, you know, uh, philosophical angle of what was going on, he'd get crucified and then they'd end up, uh, you know, blaming everything on him and but all shooting him in the head. But ultimately, we'd be in a spot where things would be better off long term, but he came in, did the easier thing and, and through his 40 chest, you know, wanted to get the economy going, get people jobs, get reelected again. And then at that point, maybe, you know, hopefully if you, you know, you know, optimistically, then maybe at that point he'd do the right thing and, you know, either end the Fed or use a bully pulpit to, to do the right thing. But at this point, you know, I think, uh, you know, everything is lost because I don't think he's going to get back in. He's not going to be able to do everything that we were told would trust the plan. And, you know, we're, you know, we've got a lot less freedoms, a lot less freedoms. I mean, you can't even go outside without a mask now. The Federal Reserve is balance sheet is over twice the size of when he came in. Uh, and, you know, there's no end to that. And unfortunately, you know, we've got less freedoms, a, a Fed that's even more out of control, twice as big as it was before. And, uh, and I think it's going to be a blue wave. And even if it's not going to be a blue wave, you know, we've got Trump advocating socialist type policies. And you've got a lot of Republicans, you know, who are sounding like Bernie bros. Uh, and that's, you know, even Rand Paul, that was his direct quote, is Republican senators sound like Bernie bros. And, and, and the spending is out of control. There's no way they can stop it because stopping it would be painful. And they never want to do any short-term pain, even if long-term it puts us on a better path. So because they're not willing to do the short, the, the painful things now, it's going to be way pain, more painful later on because the drugs in this analogy that we need to fix things, it's going to be so great that it's going to kill the patient being the economy. And, you know, Josh was, you know, talking about, you know, getting shot in the head. But, you know, but that's what we're saying, you know, from the deep state. Now, we're not hoping that we're not advocating that. It's just, you know, when people historically, like Andrew Jackson, tried getting rid of the second Central Bank of America and did. But there was a gunman that came up to him, point blank range, shot two, two revolvers. Both of them misfired. The guy said it was wealthy Europeans that put him up to it. Abraham Lincoln said, I have an army in front of me. That's the South and an army of Europe. European bankers at my rear and I far more feel the army at my rear. And then you've got even guys like JFK trying to, you know, put the US back on a silver standard at one point, you know, he was taken out. So whether it's a conspiracy or not, it's just, you know, coincidental that, you know, every president that has tried doing something about this, you know, wow. did end up with lead. Uh, but I mean, don't forget about Garfield and McKinley, um, specifically McKinley um, and his feelings on uh, free markets and gold and all that kind of stuff and his meetings with central bankers. I mean, uh, it's, it's just, it's really important that people uh, as 
free individuals are free individuals. They um, live by example. They live free. They live responsibly. Responsibility is a basis of freedom in, in itself. There's no collective responsibility. Collective responsibility is a nice way of saying slavery. Um, collective responsibility is not responsibility. It's an oxymoron. Responsibility is an individualistic thing and it comes down to you as free individuals being responsible and that's how you break free from any form of dependence that will put you on their knees and, and put you in a situation where you have to be um, basically a slave to the state, a slave to the banks, a slave to the central banks, a, a slave to a system that's built to enslave you. Break free. Stop messing around. It's time that you um, you save up. You you prepare yourself. You be a bit of a prepper. All the stuff we were called crazy for for years has come true. So at what point do we go? Oh, oh, I see. We should probably I don't know be human beings and uh, prepare ourselves for the worst and hope for the best. I mean that's how we lived for the millennia. So anyway. Uh, I appreciate you going into this with us, Tim. We're, we are going to go into this and much more very shortly. we got lots of videos coming up, so stay tuned for us. Hit that like button if you haven't already. Share on social media to help get around the shadow banning. Obviously, we are on Float, BitChute, Library, and Mine, so find us there as we won't be on YouTube past November 5th. November 5th and onward, remember, remember the 5th of November, we will be only posting trailers to our full content on these other sites because they're going to take us down anyway, and they've completely demonetized us. Most of our friends press for truth was taken down off YouTube. You can find him on all these other platforms as well. But I mean, it's just, it's end game. It's end game because they know our propaganda is working because we're telling the truth and the other propagandists are telling the lies. And we need to um, follow the path of freedom and truth and, and individualism if we want to survive this. So obviously we are completely viewer funded. So um, check our links for GoFundMe, Patreon, Subscribestar, um, Bitcoin, uh, Cointree, where you can send in different cryptocurrencies. All linked below. Join our newsletter at www. Iamban.com and of course become a client of Tim Pachotes at thelibertyadvisor.com. Everything is linked below, so check those links below if you want to get a t-shirt, a wham t-shirt. Got lots of those in our Teespring store, lots of options. So anyway, I really appreciate you going into this with us, Tim. We're we're gonna come back at you with much more very shortly. Stay tuned. This is Josh Sigurdsson and uh, Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the